0: Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green.
3: Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name is Dana Southern. I'm here with my friend and business partner, Gary Green. And collectively, we are Your Car Insiders. We work for you exclusively looking out for your best interest and your best interest only. In the event that we assist someone in acquiring a vehicle... We collect no fee of any kind until the very end of the transaction when the final document has been signed and our client is, you know, completely thrilled, happy, satisfied, and understands everything they did. In the event that we don't thrill our
2: clients, we don't charge a penny. So did you hear what he just said. We don't charge anything up front. Nothing. Zero
3: ever. So anyway, kind of last week we talked a little bit about how new car prices have have continued to go up and how often people and interest rates have been going up and how often the average consumer technically may not even be able to afford a brand new car. And then you have so many people that, that think by getting a late model used car that they're going to save enough money to justify buying it there there are certain cars that you know don't hold their value well that are arguably not good cars that maybe you can save that kind of money on and buy used but what ends up happening is that the people that go out and buy these late model pre-owned cars pay a, a, a premium for them to avoid negotiating in many cases, or if they do negotiate, still pay a premium. Then with interest rates being higher on used cars than new cars typically, and certainly no rate specials um, you know, from the manufacturers on new cars, there can be 0% and 0.9% and, and different things. Well, but
2: remember, th- the other thing is this, in October 2017, Ram offered 0% on 72 months. I helped 11 people in October 2017 buy Dodge Ram pickup trucks. Not one of them opted for the 0% because of what you have to give up. Now, when you go into a car dealership and you bring up the 0%, here's what I'm going to tell you is going to happen 99% of the time. The salesman, is, if he's smart, is not going to show you the better way to pay for the car. He's going to take the path of least resistance. He's going to do exactly what you asked for, and he's going to show you what the 0% is without giving you the option because the option gives you the opportunity to say, you know, after thinking about that, I need to go home and think about this for a little while.
3: Which you should be able to do, of course. You are in America. But but kind of going back to the people that are buying these late model Cars pre-owned, paying arguably in many cases too much for them, then having to finance them for six years, which then increases the interest rate, puts these people in a situation where they think they won the battle by not going to the dealer and not negotiating. But in three years' time, if they wanted to go trade that car that they thought they were so wise to buy, chances are they're going to have a tremendous amount of negative equity.
2: You no, know, it's it's funny. Like I say, when Dana and I talk, we in the radio station, there's a computer. And I look online, I look at MSN, and I look at, it's MSN Autos. And you can look at today, you can look at research, you can look at listings, you can look at buying, you can look at news, you can look at auto shows, enthusiasts, motorcycles, compare cars, classic and ownership. Now, this was kind of sad because I looked at the news. When I look at the news, how many people really care about BMW coming out with another supercar? I think very few people. How many people are considering an SUV built by Bugatti? Um, Probably about 10 people on the planet. Now, they get to this part where it says on the bottom, recalls. I'm going to take a second because when you buy a car, they gather your information. And today they actually have you normally sign a piece of paper that at the time of delivery, there are no known recalls on your vehicle. This
3: is if you're buying a pre-owned car typically.
2: And if you if there is a recall, you recall, you will be notified by the manufacturer or the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, not the dealership. But this is what's crazy. Jeep is recalling the new Wrangler for this scary reason. Potential frame separation. Toyota to recall 2.4 million hybrid vehicles. Honda accelerates airbag recall on 1.4 million vehicles. You're not done. (laughs) Alfa Romeo sedans, SUVs recalled for engine fires. Cadillac recalls 53,000 CTS sedans. Honda recalls 232 sedans for backup camera problem. Honda recalls 1.4 million. This is the airbag recall on the inflators. Nissan recalls 215,000 dollars. 215,000 cars. GM recalls 1.2 million vehicles. One per. quick
3: thing to mention is he's going through this long myriad of list of recalls. You want to punch the VIN number of your car into the National Highway Traffic And it tells System. you right there if It'll there's any recall. If there's any recall on your car, that's all you have to do is punch the vehicle identification number of your car into the NHTSA website and they will tell you.
2: Now, here's the other thing you want to remember. When you read a recall, the three words you don't want to see when you see the recall. Remedy not available. Right. Which means, and I and, and I don't laugh about it, but I get a kick out of it when someone tells me, well, that's not right. They have to be able to fix it. Well, guess what, folks? It is a piece of mechanical equipment. If they don't have the fix. Now, here's the ones that become scary. When you're looking at a vehicle and you find out that if you have a Honda and you trade it into a Honda dealership and you can't they can't sell your car, it's called a stop sell or a stop sale. It means that there is no remedy for the recall and as an authorized Honda dealership, they can't retail that car. However, if you trade that car in at A, Ford dealership. So this is the importance of what Dana mentioned. If you're buying a used car, there's nothing wrong with saying to the salesman, hey, can we log into a computer, go to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration and make sure there's no recalls? Because if you buy a car and there's an open recall and you get home and decide you don't want the car because it has an open recall, I don't believe that's a reason you get to return the car for.
3: Well, as a matter of fact, you know that it's not a reason that you get to return the car for but. One of the things that I haven't, we haven't talked about in a while, and it's, it's a big part of every time someone goes to a dealership to buy a car and they agree to terms and regardless of how long that takes and regardless of, of what that negotiation process is, the very next step is to go to the business office or technically the finance office where the gentleman or lady that sits in that chair are typically the most skilled negotiators that work in the dealership. And if you think about it, it's not that complicated. If you just spent all the time that you spent to finally agree to terms and gave up everything that you felt was possibly reasonable and agreed to the highest payment you would pay for the longest term you would pay it, the nice people you're about to meet, that's where they begin each and every time, and I had a client. In fact, it was the nice gentleman that was the gentleman who was the radio show listener that brought the nineteen Subaru. When they brought the printout out with the payment on it, there was a spread of ten dollars per month, and he looked at it and he said. How can that be? And I said, you know, you're one of the first people that ever actually paid attention to that. And guess what? It can't be. If you have an exact rate, an exact amount of finance, an exact term, then your payment is
2: your payment. Now, did they put all three things? All variables were there. See, and that's the key. All variables are there. Now, one of the things that gets me and I. many and trick. Yeah. yeah. Some, one of the things that I, I pay attention to what I see in a car dealership. Yes, we do. So I was sitting there the other day, and I watched a finance manager come out, and she's a trained slayer. It means that she's extremely skilled at what she does, and she may not play fair. Now, when she sat down with the people, and she smiled and said, I have a few basic questions for you so I can put together the best financial package for you. Poppycock. I was like, folks, you have no idea what you're in for right now. You have no idea. And then I happened to walk by her office and the door was open and I heard her explanation of the prepaid maintenance, the wheel and tire protection, the keyless, the key fob replacement, the paintless dent repair. Paint sealant. Paint sealant the this. And when I hear people say, Well that all makes sense and protects the car completely makes my skin crawl. It's probably
3: somewhere between a four and $10,000 mistake to answer the question that way depending on where you are and what it is you're buying. The purpose that Gary and I approach each and every time is to help our clients who are financing to get the best rate that they can qualify for unless of course taking the zero percent does make sense and it really each situation stands on its own there are times when it absolutely does make sense to use their zero percent but there are countless times when it simply does not
2: you know I helped somebody today that had financing with desert schools and it wasn't the greatest rate and they, but they wanted to go to desert schools but there was 0.9 percent financing. Now, with $17,000 down, the point did didn't make sense. The $2,500 rebate did. But the gal that bought the Highlander with the no money down, the point nine financing made sense because without the down payment and with financing the whole amount, the finance charge was less than what the rebates are. But these are the things that Dana and I understand and know and and, of course, guide
3: you, to because the, the one thing when Gary alluded to that nice young lady coming out and talking about how she was going to prepare the financial package that best suited the client, she was going to put together the package that best suited the dealership and herself. We will miss nothing. We are not trickable. They are not going to sneak a dime in anywhere, period, if we're there with you.
2: Remember, you can always reach Dana 602-679-8324. You can always reach me at 602-525-1370. We are your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealership.
0: Make a plan today to get your
2: house checked.
5: Visit brightfocus.org to learn more.
2: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 the Patriot. Once again, very special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located 8801 West Bell Road in Peoria, Arizona. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reiterate, reiterate what I said last week. We're here to help you. We're not salesmen. We're helping you buy a car. We're not brokers. You're paying us to help you. If for any reason you listen to our show and you don't understand that concept that you're paying us to help you, it makes it extremely difficult for us to help you buy a car.
3: And I I think one of the easiest ways to put it, and I haven't done it in a long time, but imagine that you could go into a big business decision and and have arguably the most experienced attorney available at arguably any cost there with you to make sure that every part of that transaction goes exactly the way that it should and that you're thrilled with the outcome. And if for any reason whatsoever, you're not thrilled with the outcome, then you don't pay the attorney a, a single penny and the attorney just leaves. When, when we go to assist someone. Isn't that called a retainer? How many attorneys work
2: without a retainer?
3: Um, most do not and and for us of course we're we're not attorneys we're we're experts in the auto industry, and we're experts at assisting people regardless of their circumstance in acquiring cars Now, there are times when when people have such difficult circumstances that unfortunately we 're not a bank we 're not the lender, so we we can't help people that have such difficult circumstances that There's not a way to help them, but that doesn't mean that we wouldn't still guide them and give them free advice happily.
2: You know, it's funny that you said that because there were times that I would go out on a limb and I would ask a general manager, hey, could you do me a favor? Can you help these people? Now, I've gone away from that philosophy.
3: Unless you know the person.
2: Unless I know the person. Now, I had a woman that a couple of weeks ago wanted me to help her buy a car. And she kept a lot of information from me, and without the information, all she did was waste my time. And not get a car. Now, if you are 60 days out of a Chapter 13 bankruptcy, I don't care how much money you make, if your proof of income is bank statements, and your bank statements, I don't care if it's $100,000 a month going into your bank statement. Well, if 100000 goes into your bank statement and 99999 comes out, you don't budget for a car payment.
3: $1 a month does not really put you in a position and for a car payment. And she wanted
2: a letter. She was going to get a letter from her accountant on this. And, you know, the, the thing I got a kick out of, she didn't tell me any of this. And the way I found out was when we went to the dealership, we pulled her credit. And my buddy looked at me in front of her and said, Gary, did you realize that she's out of a bankruptcy chapter 13, less than 60 days? Now, when you're trying to reestablish yourself, there's two ways to do this. You start off with baby steps. Or you buy your loan.
3: By putting a lot of down payment down and put the lender in a position where they can't say no.
2: Right. So with her $2,000 down and trying to buy a $40,000 vehicle. Not quite that impression. And I don't like when I call a dealership and they know it's me calling and they don't answer the phone or they don't call me back because they know what I'm calling about and they know that I'm wasting their time with this gal. So what I thought was funny is she actually called me, asked me for my address. She felt bad and she was going to mail me a check. So it's the epitome of checks in the mail. Well, the other day I was talking to my friend that worked at the Audi dealership, and he actually said to me, you wouldn't believe who came back in trying to buy a car. And he, she, w- he would believe it. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. And she brought her husband. And the funny – it's not funny, but his credit – was worse than hers because he didn't file the bankruptcy. Now, if there are times, like I helped a friend of mine, a dear friend, and I knew his situation, so I didn't have a problem walking in to the general sales manager's office, and he made four phone calls, went all the way up the ladder and said, Gary, I'm I'm sorry, I can't do anything. So I said, okay, so you have two choices. You can either call back and tell them that I'm going to Honda and I'll get it done at Honda, or you can call back and say, if they say no to you, I'm going to walk into the GM's office and I'm going to stick my head out on a chopping block and I'm going to ask this general manager to do me a favor because this is a friend of mine. Well, he came back 10 seconds later and said, when I mentioned the GM's name, the deal got done. Now, don't get me wrong. It did not get done at a tier one. It got done at something my friend could live with. And I explained to my friend that you put me in a position where I asked you for your help. You better not Ever. do anything. Not now, the thing I felt good about was he's never missed a car payment. And he has some stuff that's on his credit report that's, that's reported Correctly, but incorrectly, and I know that sounds crazy, but he had got with a company that was working on paying off his debt, and they hadn't fixed that on his credit report yet, so it was showing that his credit card debt was so far behind it wasn't even funny, when in fact, it's all current.
3: Well, again, each and every circumstance stands on its own, and and we recognize that there's lots of people out there who... You know whether they enjoy horse trading, whether they think they're truly going to outsmart the dealer, or or can actually leave the dealership with a better outcome without us helping them. If if they really truly feel that way, then needs to say, "God bless you and and go have fun." We're here to help the people that understand that when you go into a car dealership, and it doesn't matter if it's a CarMax or a used car dealership or a new car dealership, you either have all the knowledge and skill sets that you would need or that Gary and I possess in order to make sure that they do not in any way, shape, or form take advantage. and. We're very, very strict and we deal and work with a lot of wonderful people in the auto industry. That, as Gary's mentioned several times, they understand why we're there. We're not there for them. We might like them and they might be someone that we enjoy dealing with because of who they are, but we are there solely for the purpose of our clients. We, if for any reason, our client's not thrilled. We're gone out of there and have no reason to stay. More often than not, though, almost every time, we end up helping our client buy a car every single time we meet him without, with very few exceptions.
2: Now, when a salesman in a car dealership looks at his closing ratio, a salesman is doing a great job, a great job. If his closing... Is 20,
3: 25%. That would be huge.
2: Now, when Dana and I meet a client at a car dealership, I've actually said out loud to general managers, how many times have we not made a car deal?
3: Virtually never is the answer.
2: Now, if someone has a trade that they bought on their own and they're way buried, way upside down, I can't control that other than getting you the most for your car.
3: That they will pay. <laughs>
2: right. Or if you have credit That's not worthy to be approved for a car loan. Now, I had a friend that I helped her daughter get a car and they freaked out because I explained to the daughter, understand you're approved. She got five letters from banks in the next two weeks, all saying she'd been declined. Well, unless you get the phone call from the dealership saying you're declined, every time you apply for a car loan, you will get an email for the response. Or letter.
4: Earnhardt Lexus customers drive the finest vehicles in the world and have equally high expectations from their dealership. We invite you to visit the all new state of the art facility and experience the pride that every Earnhardt Lexus associate takes to provide quality service to their clients. Heart Lexus, you'll find more than just a vehicle. You'll find people who know how to take care of a Lexus, and even more importantly, how to take care of you. Now located in the heart of Phoenix at 800 East Camelback Road, Phoenix, Arizona 85014. it just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings
5: in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids in the Ad Council.
3: Welcome back to your car insiders on 960 the Patriot. By the way, um, it's not our intention, and and I don't believe that we've ever, over all the years that we've been doing this, ever singled out a a particular dealer or or said anything unkind about any particular dealership or dealerships. Um, we We don't know how that's beneficial. But we we are very familiar after being in the auto industry and around it for well over 30 years here in the Valley. And now Gary's up to 30 years as well. I've got a few extra years on him. But we have had the pleasure over those many, many years to meet some really, really good people and, and to meet some people that are arguably not really, really good people at all. And we know for the most part, who who those people are. Obviously, we don't know every dealership and every person in every dealership. But one of the advantages that we have is we don't put ourselves in positions to go to dealerships where you as a consumer see an ad and you go, ooh, that looks really good. I think we should go down there and buy it. And you pack up your family and your kids and you get all excited and you drive down there to go get it. And take advantage of that deal when you have a better chance of seeing Jesus on your front doorstep than you do of getting that deal. And so for us, it, it's kind of, you know, kind of sad because, again, we know how certain dealer groups do things, how they advertise. And for the most part, if you just read the fine print, which so many people just don't seem to do. They'll tell you not necessarily how bad it's going to be, but at least what they intend to do once you get there. You no,
2: know, and, and the crazy thing about that is when the guy called me last week and he was talking about making an offer, I'm not paying what they're advertising the call for. Well, guess what? You're absolutely right. You're not paying what they're paying advertising the call for. It's going up. Now, I had a young lady. She ended up buying a brand new Ford Explorer because in the 7 used vehicle she looked at not one of the 7 cars could we go to that dealership and buy the car for a lower price than it's advertised for now this is what i'm going to share with you if you go to a third party advertising thing waste such of as time car gurus pick car out. gurus is probably in my worst. opinion and I, and i hate to use the word worst but the the information the, the greater the deal the bigger the addendum is. When you go to Auto Trader, when you go to Cars dot com. Now I bought a car and for five days after I bought the car, the car was still online at the dealership's website.
3: So still showed to be available, meaning that anybody who was looking for a car like that could have wasted their time driving down the dealership and, and it might still be online for all we know. But the the key of course is that you can avoid all the possible headaches that could be associated with buying a car by simply picking up the phone and calling Gary. His phone number is 602-525-1370. He will guide and protect you. Look out for only your best interests. And he, by God, won't charge you a penny unless you're thrilled. And the $400 fee that he collects at the end and that I collect at the end does not cost you money. It comes out of what we save you. So for the people that think that we just go there and watch the paperwork and and basically collect a fee, that is the furthest thing from possibly what could be true. We make sure that every possible aspect that relates to how you could be affected is addressed each and every time, a hundred percent of the time. And I,
2: you know, I don't know what else we can do. You know, and it's funny. I did something for my friend's parents the other day that I don't do for everybody. But it's my friend's parents. And I really like the young man. He works at the bank that I used to I bank with. He doesn't work there anymore. And we talked and I said, listen, please do me a favor. Don't go car shopping by yourself. I will be happy to meet you. And we started at 95th Avenue and Bell Road. We then went to 23rd Avenue and Bell Road. We went to 22nd Avenue and Bell Road, and we went out to Scottsdale Road and basically Frank Lloyd Wright to go to two dealerships. We visited five dealerships, drove four cars.
3: What day of the week was
2: this? This was on a Friday, and we did all four cars, and the only reason we didn't drive the fifth was the dealership didn't have one, and they couldn't even order one to the second Till after June of next year.
3: So you want to tell them what kind of car that is so people don't look?
2: Folks, it's probably a really incredible car, but if you haven't got your name on an XC40 Volvo right now, good luck.
3: Yeah, it'll be a long time before you get one.
2: So we looked at a Mercedes, we looked at a Lincoln, we looked at a Jaguar, and we looked at an Audi. And even going to a 2019, there wasn't one car on any of those four lots that fit their exact bill. So they're going to go back. They narrowed it down that they would buy. They wanted a Mercedes. They're going to visit the Mercedes dealership today because there are two cars and they are nowhere near here. And I explained that if you want exactly what you want, what you're going to have to do is order a vehicle. Now, if you show up at a Chevrolet dealership and they don't have exactly what you want, they may not order a car for you. They might say, folks, this is what's there. You look at a Mercedes, they'll order a car for you.
5: Remember when a small business needed a landline?
2: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders Six 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here with my friend and business partner who happens to be throwing himself out. He was sweating. I was a little... I was sweating. He was kind of... Uh Cold. He's wearing shorts and a T-shirt. I'm wearing jeans and a long sleeve shirt, and uh, I drank a cup of coffee, so I had wrong. them raise the, the temperature. I had him turn the air conditioning up. But, you know, this is something that we talk about all the time. Perception. Is it cold in here or is it hot in yeah. here? Now, this is what – and I'm reading this. How automakers sell a $71,000 version of a $27,000 car. When you see a vehicle advertised at a price – It is the base model of a car. So to give you an example, I bought a Dodge Challenger. And some of the items I wanted were this. I wanted a car with navigation. I wanted a car with leather, heated and cooled seats. I wanted a manual transmission. And a lot of horsepower. I wanted the 485 horsepower Scat Pack version. Now, I'm not a monster fan of the stripes on the back, the stripes down the hood, the stripes on the roof, or I like a shaker hood. I just don't think it looks good on the Challenger because the new Challenger, the hood's not long enough. It kind of makes it look squatty. So they had a car exactly the way I wanted it. An MSRP was $45,000. Now, when I got home, I will tell you this. When your wife says, do whatever you want, She doesn't necessarily mean that. (laughs) So I think part of my wife's annoyance was, A, I like cars. I bought a new car. Okay, did I need a new car? Probably not. Did I want a new car? Absolutely not. You've been thinking about it for a while. But I got a deal that I couldn't say no to. But the funny thing was, I think that she thought, that when I said Challenger, that I bought a wide-body Hellcat for 80000 bucks. Now, when I say $80,000, that's MSRP. That means from the car that I purchased to the car that she thought I bought was a $35,000 difference in an MSRP. And he could have bought one for how much less? Who knows? Who cares? I wasn't interested. in Well, but, no, but think but about it. Now, go into a dealership, and you want to buy a Jeep Grand Cherokee, Laredo two-wheel drive. The is going to have an MSRP below $35,000. Parked next to it, they could have a 2018 Trackhawk. Now, listen Diesel. to what I said. Trackhawk. A Trackhawk is a, the equivalent of a Hellcat Challenger or Charger. 707 horsepower in a Jeep. MSRP is almost a $60,000 difference. Now, when I was out with the folks the other day and we were dri- driving this, when we got to the Jaguar dealership, there was a guy out front and we were chatting because I looked at him and said, you know, I really like you and I don't know you. He says, what do you mean? I said, you got, he had an SRT 8, 392, Jeep, Grand Cherokee. And what I look at with that is it's a lot of money for a Jeep. It's seventy some odd thousand dollars. However, go into a BMW dealership and look at an X five. X five. Go to Mercedes and look at a GLE sixty three.
3: Or look at a Range Rover.
2: You know, I mean, I was joking with my friend. I took a picture of the Range Rover, the MSRP on this Range Rover, and it wasn't even the top of the line was one hundred and fifty four thousand dollars. And I sent my friend a text. Your parents are spending your inheritance.
3: Well, on a separate note, I just, you know, when you think about cars and prices and, you know, Gary recently had a a Mustang GT that he'd had for a few years and also a stick shift and fun to drive. And not too long ago, Kia came out with a car called the Stinger, and that's a car that's kind of designed to compete with. The Mustang, unless I'm wrong, Gary.
2: Well, a, a Kia, a Stinger is a four-door sports sedan. And my logic when A6 I look six at that, cor- Go ahead. it's like an A6. I can't it's like a Genesis. Uh, it's a four-door sports sedan. But let me tell you what I bring. And, yeah. and so, although I
3: did notice it had four doors, which obviously a Mustang doesn't. I Performance wise, it's supposed to compete with the Mustang. So I should have said that a different way. But the thing that. I was taken aback by was the manufacturer suggested retail price on this Kia Stinger and it was the nice one. Fifty some odd thousand dollars. It was in excess of fifty one thousand dollar MSRP and it kind of looked like a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. It looked like to, like a miniature A6 to me a little mm-hmm. bit. And so that's kind of what I saw. But $51,000 for a small midsize sedan with a lot of power.
2: Well, here, we'll, we'll laugh about this. Dana and I both mentioned he got in the car business in 1984. I got in the car business Five. in 1988. Okay, so here's what I look at. In 1984, Hyundai made a vehicle called the Excel. E-X-C-E-L. Hugo okay. made a car. And I called those
3: cars disposable. I used to say, get them in black, so that way your coffin would be the same color when you went down.
2: Right. So what I look at is this. You could buy a Hyundai Excel in 1984. They were $49.95. And they had automatic transmission and air conditioning. Now, if somebody would have told me in 1984 that Hyundai was was going to separate and come out with a separate division called Genesis, and they were going to sell a car called the G90, and it was over $70,000, I'd have laughed in your face. Not today you wouldn't. Now, if somebody would have said to me that Mercedes-Benz is going to come out with a car called a CLA four-door sedan that will be priced less than $30,000, now, don't get me wrong, They talk about MSRP starting at $29,000 and some odd dollars, but you're not finding one at a dealership at that price because they don't, just because- They don't order them that way. They don't order them that way. But back in the day, and I remember this, if you went to the BMW dealership, you could look at a three series, a five series, a seven series, a X5.
3: Now, how many are there? Oh my God. There's
2: probably a, here- over the is well gonna, over 100. Yeah, you keep talking.
3: Well, when it comes to that particular brand, um, I, I can't imagine how difficult it must be to, to work for that company as a, as a sales representative or, or to order the cars for, for, for them. And it has to be a, a tremendous challenge because I know for a fact that several years ago they had over a 100 different versions of BMWs that you could buy. And I know that number's only gone up, not down. But leaving that out of the equation while Gary's looking up the new number, the the reason that we have done this for as long as we have is to provide a service like no other. There, There's nobody, and I should say this carefully, but I'm sure there are people that, that would potentially have the skill sets that Gary and I possess and would be... You know, able possibly to to do exactly what it is that we do. There's just not anybody that we've ever found that would be willing to do it. Um, meaning that they're either running car dealerships or or doing something that is far different than than what we are doing. We are not brokers. We do not take kickbacks. We work only for our clients' best interest and the. Proof, I guess, would have to be in the pudding in that we're absolutely free unless you're completely satisfied and the paperwork and every piece that affects you is protected.
2: Now, without looking at the individual models in every trim line, when you go to BMW and you click on the word vehicles... There are one, two, three, four, five, six, twelve, seventeen different variations in vehicles. And that's without going to a three series and seeing how many different three series you can get without going to the M models, without going to the i3, the i8. Now, once again, now they came back with an eight series, which replaced the six series coupe. It's got to be one of the hardest cars to help somebody buy used or even new because when you look at a Honda, you're buying a model.
3: And they come with the exact same equipment each and every time if it's that model.
2: When you look at a $100,000 BMW and you look at a h- another car that's exactly the same price in the same trim line, the cars could have... 20, numerous, 20 different things. 20 different things. So what I always tell people, it's like my friend's parents that are buying the car, the Mercedes. I told them, why would you settle for something that's not exactly... What you want
3: when you're going to spend that much money and, and 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 it's not an investment, it's a it's a it's a choice, it's a luxury. But if you're going to choose to spend that much money by God, you should not settle for one single thing under any circumstances unless you're forced to. And obviously when you can order the car and have it built to the exact specifications that you would like, why on earth would you pay for features that not only cost money, but you don't see value in and, and give up something that that is important to you when you get into a certain price range, um, you know, it, it, The dealership, of course, would like you to buy from their stock because that's obviously easiest for them. But you're the person that's shelling out all this money. You shouldn't settle for a damn thing.
2: You know, and it's, you know, I'm looking at this new M850 Drive Coupe X-Drive. It's 523 horsepower, top speed, 155 miles an hour. Now, when they say top speed, 155 miles an hour, it's because they won't let you go faster than that.
3: I believe it'll go faster.
2: And some of the cars, they should all have that.
3: The governors.
2: You know, and I... It's when you're buying something. Buy what you want. Don't let... You know, people ask me, what do I think? And a lot of times I'll say, folks, it doesn't matter what I think. It's my opinion. But if you ask me which I would buy or what I would do, or this, or that, you know. Another important thing that's to take into consideration is when you're buying a car, I mean, the young lady that I helped buy the Highlander, she was replacing a 2018 Highlander, was replacing a 1991 Pontiac, Montana. And she actually looked at me and said, God, I can't wait to see what happens to my insurance. Now... She has great credit. She has a great driving record. But obviously, now I'll tell you this. I was kind of surprised that when I trade, traded my Mustang, one of the things I took into consideration was I called my insurance agent before I bought the car.
3: I'm willing to bet it didn't go up 200 bucks a year.
2: It went up almost 500 Why? And I have no idea why, and I told such him. such a good driver. I said to him, hey, here's what we're going to do. I don't care. Next year, when it's time for my renewal... We'll shop and we'll see if we, because I don't like my insurance company. I, I lost interest in them because it's none of Carfax's business that they should share anything that was ever done to my car.
3: And, and most insurance companies never, ever, ever do. Right.
2: And that's why there's a new, a new thing on the Carfax that basically says other damage reported. And it's not, it's not nothing reported, it's other damage. And my insurance company reported that. Remember, you can reach me at 602-525-1370. You can reach Dana at 602-679-8324. We're your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. You know, and, and once again, folks, we're not here to sell you anything. And, uh... uh, We're not selling you anything. We're helping you buy a car. You can reach Dana once again, 602-679-8324. You can reach me at 602-525-1370. We're here to help you. We're not selling you anything. We're looking out for your best interests and only your best interests. Once again, 602-679-8324 is for Dana, and I'm 602-525-1370. If you feel the need and you want to send us an email, you can go to yourcarinsiders.com. I will get that email. I will reply to you. Phone's the best. Phone is without a doubt the best.